the, the one thing I've learned is that a community is not a community until itself organizes. And what I've always tell everyone, and because I run everything so lean, I always say like, listen, don't wait for me to police things. You are part of this community and you are setting the tone. And if you see something happening you don't like and you think it's going against what the organization or the, you know stands for, then you speak up. So there's this like people giving people the the power and also reminding them of their responsibility to speak up when they see something that's not right. Really, I feel like is the magic sauce for this. Creative mornings, Tatley, friends work here, studio mates, Swiss Miss, aka Tina Roth Eisenberg, is our guest today. This is Overtime. I'm Dan Cederholm, your host. Uh, this is a great episode with uh, someone I've uh, admired for a long time. Tina is uh, quite a powerhouse and just super creative person who loves taking side projects and turning them into real companies that uh, make a big impact in the design world. So uh, she's based in Brooklyn, New York. We talk about all the stuff that she's working on, all those projects I mentioned, how they came to be. Just a really, really great uh, conversation with Tina. And I think you are going to love it. A couple announcements. We have a a new Hang Time, which is our uh, event series. We're coming to Los Angeles in December. Dribble.com slash Hang Time. Uh, to check out, you know, the speakers as we announce them. Uh, we've got a great lineup this time in Los Angeles in December. Hope you can join us. Um, and so stay tuned for more info as we uh, as we plan that event out. This episode is brought to you by Wix.com. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites that are uniquely yours with Wix. And I'll be talking more about Wix later on in this episode But let's go visit with Tina Roth Eisenberg. Uh, She's in Brooklyn, and um, it's just really fabulous to talk with Tina. So enjoy this one. So it's morning time over in New York City. It is. I had three coffees. I'm ready. (laughs) You're ready. ready. Three coffees. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. That's... Well, that might be so. My one of my one of my initial questions was going to be how you, and I'm sure you get this question a lot because how do you do from, it all? Is yeah, that yeah, what you're going to ask me? Which is a really, it's a really dumb question, and uh, I, I'm not going to ask it the same way. But I, you know, I honestly kind of wonder because I, I, you, you have family and you have uh, multiple things going on, and and I think I've heard that you that you. You know, at a certain point, you're like, you know, I'm not going to work weekends and, and long mm-hmm. nights. And I, I kind of did the same thing, too. And yeah. it's sort of like life-changing in a way. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the question is, is it possible to juggle all these things and not drive yourself crazy? You know? <laughs> That's a very existential <laughs> question right there. Yeah, right off the bat. That's see, how we're starting. See, this is where we need to define crazy. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I to be honest, I, I'm, I am someone who probably <laughs> uh, puts too much on my plate. Uh, on a regular basis but at the same time like th- these are all all the things I'm doing are things I really care about and I want to see in the world and then uh I think my the luck I have is that I I can get people very excited about the things I want to build so I you know I get to form a really really great teams around me that that support what I 
you know, what I want to do. And, you know, obviously without that, I couldn't, <clears throat> I could not have built all of the projects and companies that I've done. So yeah. I think, I think this, the secret, the secret sauce here is if you're someone who is really enthusiastic and can sort of light, ignite that fire in someone else, and then they come on and, you know, and they want to build that thing with you, then this is possible, right? Yeah. It's, it's so the, the people that you've surrounded yourself with, obviously, like, have the same well, and that's that's one thing looking at all your different um businesses and all the things you create it does seem like your teams you found people that share your same your same ethos and your same drive and enthusiasm yeah i mean i mean i feel like the things i want to build and see in the world if you want to work with me you have to sort of sort of connect with who I am on a very, very deep personal level. Sort of, I always say like, you have to kind of share a North star, North star and sort of the same values. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when you find those people and you give them freedom and you let them sort of bring themselves into work, like I'm, I'm a very trusting person to the point where it's almost, sometimes I'm like, wait, Tina, you trust people way too much. But, (laughs) but the, what happens out of it is like trust really breeds magic. Like when you hire capable, smart people and you sort of have the same values and you, you agree on, you know, that thing you want to build and you both see the value and you feel like it it makes the world a little better and then you let them run, then there's, there's real magic that happens. Mm. Yeah. That's the, that's the part that seems difficult for some people to let go and trust in the people. Do you find that you, has it been difficult to find those people or, or like, do you, I don't know. Do you fire a lot of people? Then? No, I don't. <laughs> um, you know what I've learned over the, I've, I've had sort of a bit of a, a little bit of, I hit a little bit of rough seas in my personal life. over the past, like I'd say three years. And the one thing that I really has really emerged in my life is like realizing that <clears throat> when I'm, when I'm not taking care of my personal problems, they actually start showing up at work. Sort of, I've started mm. having a more holistic view on how I operate as a business person. Um, in terms of if if I'm avoiding things at home that are difficult or where I have problems, then they actually start showing up in a different way at work. And to me, what I learned is that, and when I wasn't doing so well personally. And I couldn't be the person I needed to be at work. You sort of that energy seeps into you as a boss and as a team leader. And, and I realized that I was kind of like not attracting the mm. ideal person to help me build what I want to build. So right. I've, 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 I've really, I've, I've done a lot of work personally just in understanding what, how you need to take care of yourself first as a leader. Uh, and so that then, then you can actually attract the right people and, you know, not just like the people that work with you, but also, you know, customers and partners and, and <clears throat> it's not something I thought about before, but now looking back, there've been some times and, you know, I've been running my own companies for 12 years and there've been some times where I was like, damn, you know, why is not the right person walking through the door right now? Yeah. You know, like, cause sometimes I, I don't know if you, if you have experience, a lot of experience hiring people, but sometimes these magical fairies walk through the door and you go like, <laughs> how did this happen? Right. But those moments only happen. I feel when I'm like taking care of myself, when I, when I, when I, when I'm in a good place. Yeah. And um, so, and I've been really incredibly lucky, uh, especially over the past few years. Like I have such remarkable people working with me mm-hmm. um, and which, which to be honest is a real blessing <laughs> because they make me better. Um, I think yeah. about this all the time. Like it's some, sometimes I just look through, you know, th- look through the room and sort of see like, okay, uh, you know, like for example, um, our creative morning COO, Kyle, 
he is like in service of the creative world and in service of people. Like just having him around you makes you a better human, the way he shows up in the world, mm. you know, the, the way he's helpful and stuff like that. So I look at the people in my room. I was like, okay, Kyle, make, Kyle makes me better in this way. And then Catherine makes me better in this way. You know, and it's, <laughs> it's really cool when you yeah. can look at your teams, the people you work with in a way, and how do they all improve me personally? Yeah. Finding the right people seems absolutely key. And, 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 and also, taking care of your personal life. I can, yeah, I can attest to that too. That's, that's big. (laughs) (laughs) It's super important. Yeah. So I heard you uh, mention this is, I, this really connected with me too. Um, You were talking about confidence and um, how confidence is about you. Whereas enthusiasm is about something Something else. else. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, and you kind of riffed on that a little bit and I, I just kind of want to dig in that a little bit because it's, I think it's so true and it and it's I think it's inspirational for people that are wondering how to get to where you are and and how it doesn't you don't necessarily have to be serious it can be fun as well. Yeah. I wonder if you could touch on that a little bit. Well, I think it goes into the same thing again as I said before like I feel like the the reason I was able to attract the remarkable team I have is because I'm very enthusiastic about things in the world about, you know, um and I'm not just a cocky, I'm a confident person, but I'm not just confident and, you know, like, I feel like the joy that comes out of enthusiasm is contagious. So enthusiasm is <laughs> yeah. contagious and yeah. contagiousness is what you need when you want to assemble a team that keeps going and keep, you know, and yeah. when you hit, yeah. when you hit bumps that you, so I'm a big believer that um, enthusiasm goes along with joy. And I'm a big believer that you need to create environments that are very joyful Mm. Um, and I mean, we have, we have so many laughs at work. Like, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, there's yeah, a lot of people yeah. that actually DM me sometimes like, are you guys working at all? <laughs> 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 but I said, yes, of course. But we just, I just, you know, I want to have fun while I'm working. <laughs> so there's, yeah. a, there's a, there's a, you know, there's an element of joy and, and, and laughter that goes through everything we do and sort of when you look at the products that I build or the, the companies I've built there's we try to sprinkle the possibility of a smile into everything we do like you know you see that in creative mornings and like you know you can filter all our cities by um, by rainbow you know has no yeah, functionality other than just funny um, I love that. When, when you when you like a video it rains hearts um, and stuff <laughs> like that and and I'm a big believer that stuff like that actually gives a product a uh, soul it does. Um, yeah. It does. It totally does. And I love I love all those little touches. And and I've yeah, I've always loved that about everything that you that you do. And there's so many things that that you've created that have turned into businesses, right? That's um, weird. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy and I, and I I'm not crazy. That's a wrong word for it. It's not crazy at all. It's that's awesome. Um, but no, it's how? crazy. I take that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like, uh, myself included, like I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you, when you started blogging was perhaps a, a big catalyst for the other things that you do. Yes. W- would that be, would that be correct? Or? Well, not knowing that it will become one, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I started my blog 13 years ago, over 13 years wow. ago, 13 and a half yeah, years wow. ago. Um, and you know, and it's so interesting looking back how, you know, how young the internet is. I mean, back then there was no, no Tumblr, no Pinterest, no, you know, there was no easy way of just collecting 
uh, and sharing stuff you found online. And so it was just for me sort of a visual archive and then few months in i realized oh i'm not alone because i never looked at stats but my friend actually emailed me it's like you realized a lot of people are linking to you and i was like no why would i and she goes like look at your stats girl (laughs) and then i realized oh it's actually not that much of a personal archive anymore and then and you know it was just the right moment at the right time and Mm -hmm. and uh and the blog has really uh opened up so much for me because i was part of the deck network uh, yes. that Jim yes. Kudal created, which was yes. just such a blessing and it came in the right time and mm. which really allowed me then eventually to take a year off, uh, take a year, a year of magical thinking, as I called it, sort of a year of client sabbatical. And, uh, and then that's when, you know, I started all of these side projects, or I call them labors of love that then turn into businesses, which is, I really am grateful for, you know, what the blog has made possible for me. Yeah, it, it's amazing, right? I think, you're right, the right place, the right time. But also, I, f- I find it like a, cur- a curation thing, too. Like, you, one, once I discovered Swiss Miss, for instance, I thought to myself, oh, this is a person that, <laughs> that, that just knows about great stuff that I'm going to want to know about. Mm. And, um, and really latched onto that. And then as you rolled out your businesses after that in different projects, the that enthusiasm i feel like just carried over and yeah like we're excited for you because we know you through the through the blog or whatever and we're excited about the next thing that you're going to do and and i think that enthusiasm is is infectious you know you know the, the thing that i i learned is like generosity is really a thing mm. <laughs> i i remember like you know i've been celebrating i mean you know my currency in life is introducing people to each other, helping people, you know, sort of like helping people, you know, maybe uh, like when I had, you know, the crazy amount of readers in the heydays, I was able to change people's lives with one blog post. I mean, that's an incredible power to have um, and also an incredible responsibility. So my favorite thing to do was you know, to highlight someone who had an idea for a product, maybe prototyped it in their their garage and uh, and I have a few stories where I would you know, feature someone. And then a week later, I would get an email saying, hey, you changed my life. Uh, you know, after your blog post, I was picked up by, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond. And now my, I, you know, I'm mm. going into production. Wow. And, and, and that's really my currency in life. And it's the same thing with Creative Mornings, where all I want to do is like uh, create opportunities for people to meet, you know, and open doors. And that's just my personal thing that really mm. fuels me. And what was interesting is after years of celebrating people on my blog, um, really out of a genuine, you know, love for doing that. Um, when I blocked the launch of Tatley, my temporary tattoo company, which was yeah. only, it was really just more a joke than anything else. Um, Wasn't it really? Really? Yeah, it oh. was. And, uh, you know, we launched 16 <laughs> designs by, you know, they were all by friends of mine, like, you know, Jessica Hish and St- Jason Santa Maria and Julia Rothman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think much of it. I thought, yeah, maybe we're going to ship maybe a hundred orders a month or something, maybe 50. <laughs> So, but the first, like, so we launched it, and and I didn't realize that you know when you've been celebrating other people for years, and all of a sudden you launch your own thing. Um, so the first day we had like 150 orders, and they just kept spitting wow. out. I remember wow. standing there going, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and and that was a real magical moment. And I, I'm a, I'm a big believer that you know generosity pays off in many ways, and and it's you know generosity in time, spirit, you know attention. 
It's a yes. real thing. <laughs> it really is. I, was so was that terrifying to you? Was it was it exciting and terrifying to? Oh yeah, my favorite word is being <laughs> excited. <laughs> yeah. yeah, excited. Oh nice. Yeah. It's kind of like my my state right. of living. <laughs> I might have to take that word yeah, as well. I, it's not my creation. I think I picked it up from oh, right. Kyle, who I work with. But <laughs> it's a uh, it really. It just this morning, like I was waking up and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm having so many conflicting feelings right now." <laughs> you know, like you know, I mean, you know what it's like when you when you build something. There's there's risk to it, and you know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're also so excited because you want to see the thing in the world and you can see where it's going and, and, and you, just, yeah. you just have to keep pushing. But then there's moments where I was like, oh, my God, what if I burn it all down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have those feelings right now. But I think those are healthy feelings. I think the successful things need that balance. But, I, you know, I, you mentioned you want to see it in the world, which I always think is the the number one reason to, to create something. Right. The, number, the, the, the best one of the best reasons to create something is just that you want to see it and then hopefully other people want want it as well yeah. and that's you know, what snowballs right yes um, yeah and Tat, so tatley i mean she's that's grown into quite a business and and you're supporting artists and yeah. you're doing all sorts of great things with that yeah i mean it makes me really proud i mean i uh, you know when i started tatley um there was no high-end temporary tattoo market. I mean, that's why I started it because it pissed me yeah. off. It was an insult to my Swiss aesthetic to see these shitty temporary tattoos my daughter would bring home. And so, you know, and I talking to my <laughs> friends, I realized that the licensing world is really broken. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I didn't create Tatley um, with the notion that it will become a business. It was more a labor of love, a labor of love. And, <clears throat> So, you know, I remember sitting at my co-working space, like talking to my friends, like, hey, how should we price this out? $5 sounds good for two, right? So it was kind of like, I mean, it, was, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. based on yeah. margins. Like I, had, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I've never right. had a retail product. So it was just based, uh, based on gut. And, um, and you know, the, the royalty that we pay is really generous and much higher than industry standard and all that. And, and I've been able to keep that up. And it makes me really proud because, the, mm-hmm. you know, Every Tatley sold uh, a generous cut goes to the artist. So we we have yeah, last great. summer we paid out we reached a million in in artist royalties that we paid out, oh which makes God. me super proud. And trust me, I could have used that million to grow the business, but in the end of the right. day, I really it makes me really proud that we you know we celebrate our artists in terms of just giving them exposure on their packaging, and we celebrate them on, on our site, and also we just support them financially because the magic sauce to a creative life really is passive income. That's, yes. that's, that's yes. my, uh, totally my agree. Belief. so um, totally it, ma- agree. it makes me proud that we're in some way, you know, like Tetley is not going to change the world, you know, it's not going to solve world peace, but it brings, it brings a layer of joy, um, mm-hmm. and connection mm-hmm. to people and it supports artists. And it also, hi- what's really important to me as a mom, um, who had to work quite hard to make my Swiss entrepreneurial parents understand that you know you can live a creative life and you can make a living. You know, I get it as a parent. You're worried that your kid will end up in a career and they can't have a decent life. Um, but you know, it's important to me as a mom that my kids can go on a Tatley website, click through to the artist, and see that these artists are living a creative, courageous life. And are you know, and and it's 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 um it's a means of making a living. That's something that's yeah. really important to me. That that's amazing, and I. A million dollars to the artist—that's incredible. Uh, congratulations! That I think that that and you mentioned like, well, I could have used that 
that money to invest in the business. And, and to me, my first thought was, well, you really are, you know, by supporting the artists, mm-hmm. um, they're going to want to work with you again and they're going to, you know, support Tatley and think of Tatley as a welcoming place to, to, mm-hmm. to, to work with. Right. So, um, I, I think that goes hand in hand. Again, it, uh, this is like another point of like generosity pays off. Like there's, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of other, you know, a lot of times I get approached by other companies and they say like, how in the world did you manage to, uh, you know, get artist X to license with you? You've been trying for years. And I was <laughs> like, man, you know, again, it's like how you show up in the world and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like, again, that that generosity element is something where that makes people trust you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It, it it's 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 karma too, you know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's karma. So I mean, so Tatley in itself is you know, you must have a, a team devoted to to each of these things that you're doing. Yeah. Um Tatley and then I, I want to talk about Creative Mornings because I know you just launched um kind of a new a new feature that stems out of creative mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. Cause it, you know, and, and I, I, it'd be nice to get the, the origin of creative mornings. Cause I imagine it probably started again. as something you wanted to have happen, um, you know, locally. And now it's turned into this global. Yeah. This I mean, global creative mornings is really blowing my mind a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, when you build something and it's so beyond you, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally amazed at what it has turned into, but it just, to explain how it started, when I moved to New York, so I had a dream of living in New York. I grew up in the Swiss countryside and I had this dream of living in New York. Uh, and after I graduated from graphic design school, I basically told my parents, I am going to New York for three months and I'm going to try to find an internship. And that was 19 years ago. <laughs> I'm wow. still here. And um, <laughs> sort of the universe was cheering me wow. on and got me an internship within 20 minutes of arri- 20 hours of arriving. So that was really magical. So, But oh I remember um, arriving in New York and I, I didn't know a soul. And I remember how hard it was. And I also met, made very little money. And uh, and I was a social butterfly back in Europe. And, and I was like, I remember Friday night, I was sitting in my, you know, my shitty little sublet in the east village and i was like geez man how do how do i meet my people where are my people yeah. And, yeah. and i remember looking at sort of the events that were out there and they were you know aiga put on events but they were like 25 bucks a you know dollars yeah. to attend and i just didn't have that money and i remember why isn't there something that you know where are my people where's my community and then fast forward um, nine years later, when I in 2008, when I started my co-working space and and I started my own design studio, you know, and I was, you know, I sort of started to become somewhat established in in the city. And I I remember sitting in my really lovely uh, co-working space at the time. It was called Studio Mates, and I sat there and I was like, Tina, you have a space now. You can let people in. And also, my co-working community that we had at the time was just it was a remarkable group of humans. And I realized if you come to work every day and you surround yourself with these creative people that set the bar really high, like the, you know, developers, illustrators, photographers, it's just really, it's really magical what happens when, you know, when you yeah. break down those barriers of traits, because, you know, mm-hmm. AIGA is mostly designers. And then there's the, I used to go to information architects events and it's, it's this, these segregated communities of traits. And I was like, what the heck? Like the magic happens when you just, um, you know, we're all in the end, we all believe in living a creative life. We all believe in creativity. That's kind mm-hmm. of like the overarching, um, you know, value we believe in. Yeah, so I was absolutely. like, you know, let me just prototype this. So I started, um, 
prototyping what I, I then called Creative Mornings. I opened a studio, had breakfast, and the first one, you know, we had like 60 people show up. Oh, my God, the elevator was wow. broken. Wow. We were in the sixth floor. The bagels were <laughs> shitty. The coffee was cold. It was so bad. And I remember going, all right, so people show up, but this is awkward and people feel like they're they're networking, which is awkward. So I said, you know, how can we take that feeling away? And he was like, well, let's just add a talk on top of it. And then mm, so the second yeah. one was a talk and then people loved it. And companies started reaching out to me. I remember like six months in, we were at Google. I was like, what the heck? How did, I, how did this happen? And, and there was a, re- there's a real need, like no matter, I mean, I love the internet and, you know, and all of that. I love connecting with people online, but nothing beats a face-to-face connection. Nothing yeah. beats being in a room with someone. And so Creative Mornings, uh, returning 10 this year has, uh, wow. magically turned into a global, uh, like it's the largest event series for creatives. Um, 20,000 people get together every month for free in uh, 65 countries and 188 cities. We grow by like three to five cities a month and it's completely organic. It's volunteer driven. We have 1,500 volunteers. Um, it's really magical. The thing is I couldn't even turn it off anymore. See, that's when you really realize, yeah, oh my God, yeah, this has a pulse on its own. <laughs> this thing yeah. is alive. <laughs> it's become its own animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And just the emails we're getting, the, you know, the people that, you know, we just yesterday, I got another email from someone who um, moved from Nashville to San Francisco. And, you know, wow. they used to go to the Nashville wow. Creative Mornings and then they signed up, you know, they changed their chapter online and they went to the, the San Francisco chapter and they emailed us. I was like, you know, within the first event, I found my people. And there's wow. just real beauty wow. to them. Wow. My goodness. Yeah, it's the community I wanted to exist when I moved here. So, but now other people have it, so that's good. <laughs> uh, you've, cre- you've created this thing that's expanded, that, and that's amazing. And and uh, now you've just launched a, a new a new venture off of Creative Morning, yeah. the Creative Guild. Yeah. So this is the thing that yeah. just keeps me up at night in sheer excitement that I can't even go to bed. Um, yeah. Well, so the the Creative Guild is really. Um, uh, let me backtrack a bit. So I. I feel quite lost these days online. Um, you know, like here, I, here I have created this um, this community that, like, people that show up at Creative Mornings are a very special kind of people. Like, they, I mean, if you've never been to one, it's it's going to sound really cultish, but when you show up at a Creative <laughs> Mornings, you just feel an air of kindness and generosity and love and just openness yeah. in the room. And I don't know, it sounds cultish, but you got to go, you got to figure no, it out. No, no, I, I think you're right. I would agree. I would agree. Because yep. Creative Mornings events are free. So you, you can yeah. see first timers walk in and they're kind of like, what the heck? Where's the, you know, where's the catch? When are they going to start selling me something? And you can yeah. see them after a while sort of easing into it and trusting it because you realize people welcome you with a smile and they, they hand you a coffee <laughs> and then there's breakfast and, and people are very yeah. open and very kind. And I feel like the world needs more sort of safe spaces like this where there's no catch. It's really just yeah. about the beauty of meeting up. And, mm-hmm. and so my people show up at Creative Mornings. I, I sort of know those are my people. They, we share the same values. But I mean, where are those people online? Um, I'm quite certain what has happened to Twitter because it used to be, it really was my place. I feel like for a while there, yeah. I, I've, like I made yeah. a lot of friends through Twitter. And that is kind of in the gutter. Um, and then Facebook is not my thing. That's just, and LinkedIn is also not my thing. So I'm like, wait a second why am I sitting here complaining? Like if I've been able to over the last 10 years create a community, a respectful, kind, 
you know, community of beliefs and sort of an overarching uh, sense of like living a creative life. Uh, mm -hmm. who's, who's to say we can translate that to an online community and actually expand the reach? Because the one thing I worry about is Creative Mornings is amazing, but it's, 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 um, it's based on location and if there is a chapter and then there's wait lists and you can't get in, there's scarcity around it. And all I care about is like make, creating more connections for people, you know, that want to be part of this and that believe in what we believe in. So, so that's where we started like, Hey, what can we do to sort of open up more possibilities for the people that want to be part of this creative mornings community? And then it's like, I was like, you know what? There's also no directory of creative companies. I was like, wait a second. It just really doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so what we launched right now, three months ago, is the very beginning of what we call the Creative Guild. The Creative Guild is basically the overarching, will become the overarching brand where Creative Mornings is one of the, the event outlets of it. Mm. And uh, what, we started, what we started with is uh, a directory of creative companies and individuals. Because um, I get at least two or three emails a week with people going, Tina, you know everyone. I need a branding agency with really kind people. You know, you're nice. You probably know someone who's talented and nice. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I was like, where yeah. where do we send people? So right now we have a growing directory of people that, you know, where you kind of get a sense of like the profile is really soulful. It's not as dry and, uh, you know, and boring yeah. as the LinkedIn profile. I'm sorry, LinkedIn, but. It's just, there's no soul there. And yeah. so what we're trying is to really sort of highlight the, you know, sort of the the values of a company and sort of give it a bit of a glimpse into, you know, the values and the, the whimsicalness of certain companies and the personality. Mm -hmm. So um, right now you can sign up on the Creative Guild and, and create a profile for your companies and, and which we hope will allow for more connection and, and more you know, collaboration and, and of course there's a job board and all of that. But this is just the beginning of a really long roadmap where we yeah. really want to create that corner of the internet for people that believe in creativity as a sort of a North star of their life um, to show up and, and, and connect. And what we're trying to, what we're after is to create a, uh, a corner of the internet that is really res respectful of the user. Like when you sign up for the creative guild right now, when you apply you have to actually sign a code of conduct. And the responses we're getting is so beautiful because people say like, that alone makes me want to sign up. Like we make, we make you agree to things like, always remember there's a human on the other side, you know, show yeah. up with a notion yeah. of giving and not taking. Um, mm. There's again, there's this generosity part there and just like trying to stay human and, and cause there, that the lack of humanity on the online platforms right now is very apparent to me. And also the yes. lack of respect of the user. So what I'm really excited about is to say like, Hey, we care about how you show up as a human here and not how your algorithm shows up. We are not gonna, we're not gonna just, um, uh, optimize for clicks because what we want is that we want you to have uh, control over how what you see and how you see it, and uh, and so so I'm I'm really excited of having a more human approach to creating an online a corner of the internet that is friendly and kind and and accessible. Oh, that's that's awesome. We need more of that for sure. My goodness, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I think I feel like the the like you mentioned Twitter being. Uh, a safe place and a great place. And I agree like back, back in the day there. And it's almost like the internet, the, the web itself was kind of that mm -hmm. initially blogs. And then, and then it sort of splinters and splinters. But I, I feel like, um, 
you know, things like creative mornings, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's just another filter of, okay, these are people that I want to either hire or work with or meet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be super critical these days. Uh, yeah. You know, cause there's too much out there. There's too, there's just, there's, there's a lot of people in the world. <laughs> yeah. And too much, too many cynical people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's too, the thing. Yeah. yeah. And too many people that just are there to take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to give you an example, I, I'm not sure if you're aware of the do lectures, but last week I had yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. four magical days in Wales uh, attending the do lectures and speaking at the do lectures. And I have so much respect for what, uh, uh, David and Claire Hyatt have built. And mm. what really hit me is, you know, especially now that I'm trying to create this, this friendly place on the internet is, um, what I'm after is exactly what Claire and David have created with the do lectures. I have never in my life attended an event that is so heart opening and so like where everyone shows up with a notion of giving and not taking. Like mm. the conversations I had were so generous and so kind. And um, where I was like, man, if we can create more pockets like this in yeah, the world, yeah. like I, I literally, it was like a future affirming four days where I walked away. I was like, if we just continue nurturing these these pockets in our world, we're going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's encouraging. That's hopeful. Uh, now, is this the same David Hyatt that, that does... Um, the Hyatt Genius. Yes, yes, he's like re- reviving oh a Genius gosh. town. Yeah, he's he's a remarkable human. That's what I wear. That's what I wear, and, and I, oh, I love that so company. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a great company from everything. Copywriting, they're they're great to follow. You yes. know, even if you don't wear. Oh, the jeans David, section. David Hyatt is one of my favorite <laughs> sources online. The stuff he finds. Oh yeah, thoughtful, Amazing. kind, big-hearted human. Wow, I had no idea that was this. Okay, wow, that's that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to go there next time. Um, yeah, so and I want to touch on like so you've got you know we've we've talked about Tatley a little bit, um, Creative Mornings, of course. And are, are these separate teams that you have that that handle these things? Yeah, um, or is there like a Swiss Miss? Uh, Swiss Army. Swiss Army. <laughs> yes, right. That's what we Swiss call them. Army. No, no, no. They're, they're, okay, they're different companies and they're different teams. <laughs> we just happen to sit in one on one floor. I have so I I work out of this magical place in Brooklyn where we're in an old factory building with on one side of the building is all artists and residents and um on the other mm-hmm. side I have two floors and one of them is my co working space uh, called Friends Work Here where I rent out desks right. to people that work in a creative field. And which is really my happy place, uh, which allows me yeah. to have like little do lectures, uh, lunches every day uh, because people are working on really interesting stuff. And then one floor is um, uh, Tatley and Creative Mornings combined. So we're sitting in the oh, same wow. space, but we're entirely different teams and companies. Different teams. Yeah. And then you're, you're the glue that holds all that together. Yeah, right? I'm the crazy lady jumping back and forth and <laughs> <laughs> coming yeah. in with ideas. <laughs> Incredible. This week's episode is brought to you by Wix.com. With Wix, the web is your playground. Start with a blank slate and design your website in any layout you want. Work with advanced features like retina-ready image galleries, custom font sets, and sophisticated design effects. Each feature is intuitive to use, so you're in control from design to live. With Wix, you'll have real creative freedom to tell your story online exactly the way you've envisioned it. Push the limits of design and start creating beautiful, impactful websites 
that are uniquely yours. Go to Wix.com slash Dribble to get started today. That's wix.com slash dribble. Wix, what will you create? And and, and you also have uh, uh, to do. Wait, I'm going to say this wrong. To do. To do. I know. It's like it's like I'm so good at making it really hard for people to remember my product names. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's funny. It, it, it's it's so uh, iconic, though, to me. You know, like yeah. branding and everything. Well, um, again, it's not something I started out of. You know, wanting to be a company It was just something yeah. I needed to exist in the world. It's and and you know, to do names, to do app names are really hard. Everything to do is taken. So my um, co-founder Cameron, who's so funny, is like, "How do the French? How would the French pronounce it?" I'm sorry if anyone who's listening who's French. I, I don't want to insult you. I love French oh. and I love the France out of oh, the, yeah, the French yeah. people. But uh, he was like, "Tada." Is how they would say it. So we spelled it out how the French would pronounce it, which is T E U X D E U X. And uh, yeah, it's Brilliant. probably the to do app with the hardest name to spell, but um, <laughs> it's a very simple app and it keeps my life sane. Yeah, I love it. It's it's brilliant. And it's like another, it's another, it's another example to me of like, th- there are other to do apps out, out there, obviously, but to have the amount of, care and detail and and simplicity and all that it there's there's always room for something that's that's just well well done mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and that goes with to-do apps and tattoos and mm-hmm. uh like you, you, you're it seems like anything that that uh that you're creating is is just like a a better curated uh version of of that well you know, that was I'm trying to be complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) As I'm saying, I'm like, this doesn't sound like a compliment. No, 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 thank you. No, I I appreciate it. No, I get it. It's, it's, you know, I feel like when there's, there's always new interpretations of existing things. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and I, yeah, thoughtfulness goes a long way, I think, and simplification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. does. It's, yeah. the, it's a messy world out there. And, yeah. You know, uh, it's hard. Uh, no, so I wanted to come back to to friends work here, or friends, right? Yeah. Is, is your new, um, and, and studio mates, which I, I remember visiting a long time ago and, yeah. and thinking, God, this is like the epicenter of creative things going on here in mm-hmm. New York. And it was really magical. Like, yeah, and yeah. You, and you've you've lived in New York for a long time, coming from Switzerland. But how do how was that? How do you think that's evolved? You know, uh, up come up to today, it still yeah. seems like an epicenter of creativity and yeah. Brooklyn in particular. Right? Yeah, I mean, I must say, like you know, sometimes you do things, you start things, and you don't realize how they're going to impact your life. And um, mm-hmm. the the first iteration of my co working space, which, which was called Studio Mates. Um, was basically just, I, I started my own design studio in 2008 and I was like, man, I rented some desks in some really soul, soulless spaces. And I re- and this was before co-working spaces were a thing. I mean, it's been 10 years since I started my first co-working space. And, wow. and, uh, and I realized, you know what, there's other people like me out there who are starting their own studios, who are freelancing. And I just had this idea, like, I think if I build a really nice space, people will come. And sure enough, like I, 
in July of 2008, I opened up Studio Mates. I built it out. It was a space that I thought is going to be at the most six people. But then over the course of three years, we kept breaking down every single wall basically next to us and we grew to 65. Um, wow. And, wow. you know, we we had some of the most remarkable talent in that space from Jessica Hish to Maria Popova of Brain Picker, um, the guys from Fictive Kin, Jason Santa Maria, mm. like, I mean, mm. Oak Studios, I mean, you name it. And and what I've learned is like when you when you surround yourself with people who have really high standards in their own work, uh, who dream really big, like you automatically sort of, um, you reach higher and, and we were holding each other accountable. Like we, you know, we were like when you can turn around and you have really smart creative people around you and you can say like, Hey guys, can somebody just give me feedback on this right now? And, and there was, yeah. I mean, it's really elevated who I was as a creative human. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure actually I wouldn't run all the companies I'm running right now if it wasn't for Cameron, who I mentioned before, my co-founder for Todo, yeah. uh, who yeah. consistently told me, Tina, stop solving other people's problems, you know, build something on your <laughs> own. Um, so I can't stress enough when I see young people starting out in, in a creative field and say, like, just surround yourself with people who you look up to, who you admire, who you think really have good values and and, and dream big and, and where you can lift each other up and support each other. And um, But the interesting thing was that um, there was a point where we got too big. I remember this magical moment, like looking back when we were around 30 it was magical. And then it, it just got too big. And then, and then when we had, unfortunately we had to move out of that space <clears throat> and it right, was, right. but you know, sometimes these moments are really good because it was sort of a reset moment. And, and, you know, I started out with one space and it was never meant to be like this big giant co-working space. Um, but then I was sort of, when we had to move out, I was like, Tina, what do you want this to be? Because it's not a business for me. It's really just, uh, it's creating the environment where I thrive and I'm happy because I'm inspired by people around me. Oh, and um, yeah. and when we when I had to find a new space that could fit both Tatley and Creative Mornings and Friends, because I knew I didn't want to give up my co-working space, so I renamed it to Friends. I love the tagline, first super studio mates, now for friends. Um, <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. sort of really, because I, I got out of the the universe was really cheering me on and and this beautiful these beautiful two floors and this factory building in Brooklyn and the invisible dog kind of fell in my lap and i remember like it was a open 3000 square foot um loft and the landlord told me listen tina tell us what you want it to look like we'll build it for you and that was just this magical wow. moment of me like okay tina you have uh what was it like uh 7 years of experience of running a co-working space now what have you learned and how are you going to divide the space up and how many people are going to be in there? So I very carefully uh, made sure that now we're not more than 30 people. We have a, a, the work area, which is open and beautiful. And then we have a lounge area. We have co and we have better conference rooms and phone booths and all that. But it was such a beautiful moment to really now, from what I've learned, design the new space so that people can really thrive in it. And it's, it's a magical, beautiful community that we have at Friends. Mm -hmm. uh, writers, illustrators, you know, developers, photographers. And, um, and it's really what I call my happy place. Like when I go up with my lunch and I sit down and I sit across from, you know, someone It's like, what are you working on? What's happening? And uh, it's really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be, I mean, uh, in a, has there been any difficulties? Like in a lot of your, your creative endeavors, you're creating communities really. Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, and it's about the people, and and sometimes that's that's not easy. I mean, I, I think 
you know, with dribble, obviously we have uh, a lot of challenges in, in, in community and curation and, and just making sure people play nice and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that on, on multiple levels with the different businesses. Mm-hmm. And has there been challenges or is it, is it about making sure the people that come in are, you know, like-minded? You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, we've been really, really lucky on all of the different levels. I mean, if, if I yeah. think of it that, for example, Creative Mornings, once you are in as a host and we think you're the right person to run Creative Mornings and represent Creative Mornings in your city, we give you the, what I call the, the key to our Porsche, which is our back end. And then we trust you and we let you run. So yeah. if you think of it, there's people that are volunteering their time that we let like they represent our brand in their city. And yeah, yeah. and I mean, a lot of people that are very controlling would say like, oh my God, that's terrifying or whatever. And and in the 10 years that we've run Creative Mornings, we had two, one chapter that we had to shut down because wow. they were they wow. were abusing and going against our non-negotiables. That, you know, they were selling tickets and like they were just, right, they were right. clearly in for their own, um, for their yeah. own ego. But what mm-hmm. we've learned over the years is like there's a way you can really get to the bottom of a person by just asking the right questions. And we have sort of we have a super elaborate onboarding and interview process to really yeah. make sure that the people we let in are in for the right reasons. They have a low ego, they're kind, they're generous, they believe in community building. So I feel like it was over the years we had to really hone our skills and figure out, you know, and we had some missteps, but nothing dramatic. If you think of it, it could have been. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's the same with friends. The, the one thing I've learned is that a community is not a community until it self-organizes. And what I've always tell everyone, and because I run everything so lean, I always say like, listen, don't wait for me to police things. You are part of this community and you are setting the tone. And if you see something happening you don't like and you think is going against what the organization or the, you know stands for, then you speak up. So there's this like people, giving people the the power and also reminding them of their responsibility to speak up when they see something that's not right really i feel like is the magic sauce for this mm, yeah that's fantastic yeah yeah it, it comes back to trust and empowering people to to make the, the right decisions and uh that's fantastic and it's no wonder that that your all your communities are thriving like that because i think you you've got all you're you're, you're starting it for all the right reasons and then you're you're maintaining them with all the right um, intentions, I think. I hope so. You know, but sometimes <laughs> it's hard to like balance the, you know, that like Creative Mornings has the most business, like the most backwards business model in history, like <laughs> free events around the world for yeah, everyone. Right, right, right. right. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that's inspiring though. I think, I think that there's, I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, assume that you need a business plan, you need to have gone to school, business school, or you need a, a, I have a, none reven- of that. a revenue. <laughs> revenue. Right. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I don't like, yeah. And it's just not true. I think that, um, there's a great podcast. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is, um, overtime. No, just kidding. Uh, it's, it's uh, <laughs> It's, it's called, it's called uh, uh, How I Built This, and it's it's an NPR yeah, podcast. It. Guy, it Guy Raz. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's amazing that how many founders of companies, and these are all companies from all, not just design or tech or whatever, but it's it all. They all start kind of 
uh, how you how you explain your your start, you know, in in your different things, and and that you want to see those in the world. You have enthusiasm for them, and it's it's not based on often it's not based on um, you know an ego driven mm-hmm. agenda. Mm-hmm. It's 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 about the passion for the actual thing, and I think yeah. that sometimes people forget that that that's yeah. you got to have that for for success. But you, you know, I'm a big believer that people actually sense again if we want to go a little woo i do i do believe that every company has a vibration and has a frequency and the people Mm -hmm. that you hire they add to that the founder sort of sets the tone for that and then everyone that you hire that contributes that adds to that vibration and i really really truly believe that people just sense that people can sense if something is I mean, I, I'm a big believer that the things I have started, the reason that they that they started sort of get traction in the beginning, especially when I never thought about them being a business like Tatley Creative Mornings, is because there was just a certain innocence and 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 a layer of just love and fun around it. Yeah. And then people want to support that. They sense that. And I feel like whoever, whenever I see people wanting to start something, it's like, listen, if money is the only driver, that's not wrong, but that might not keep you going when it gets hard, right? So, and, yeah. and, and people might yeah. sense that. So I really yeah. feel like people um, sense the intentions of a business. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I agree. And, I, I, and also like having fun along the way, I feel like is, is the, the reason for a lot of this stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, the reason for living really, I mean. Uh, Life would be tragic if it wasn't funny, man. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> Totally agreed. Uh, that's a good place to stop, actually. I mean, I don't want to stop, but I think we have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if we're going to stop, then we might as well stop. Do it here. here. That's, yeah. that's, that's positive. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much, Tina, for for being on and, and for all the things you create. It's It, it really is infectious. Thank, uh, you. thank you for having me. It yeah. was a pleasure. <laughs> it's great. This has been Overtime, Dribble's official podcast. I'm Dan Cederholm, and thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks again. Thanks again.